It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're live. We're rolling. Let's go. All right. Cool. Guys, welcome to the uh, Legacy Minds Podcast. We've got Kyle Engel with us today. Kyle and I became friends about a month and a half ago. 45 days ago. Yeah, 45 <laughs> days ago. And we became best friends in the last 45 <laughs> days. You know, you meet your soulmate and it just it just happens so fast. It's a quick. Yeah, yeah. it's you quick. Know. We're uh, first podcast recording in the new studio. It's beautiful. It's really too. cool. That's, it is beautiful. Sick. It's a sauna. Um, the the, new, the cool thing about our new studio, guys, is uh, where our new gym is. We don't have any air conditioning, and it's the dead of summer. So in a black room, a black, black building, yeah. wearing black, yeah. black and ten thousand shorts. Yep. We, are we still matching shorts no. today? You took yours off. Yeah. Oh, well, next time. <laughs> so uh, Kyle is an army veteran, family man, business owner. Tell us who Kyle Engel is. Yeah, um, that's a long story. I'm sure we've all, we'll all have a long story, but uh, we'll just kick it back, you know, from the be- from the beginning, from the get-go. Uh, grew up when my mom found out she was pregnant. Uh, my dad stepped out of the picture, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's a blessing and a curse in different areas in different ways. Uh, so raised by my mother, and then she had married, and then later on, so my stepfather stepped in. Mm-hmm. He was not really involved in my life, though, at all. I think it was still, like, I was very much a stepson, if that makes sense. And uh, but we grew up in the country, had an awesome childhood, I don't have any complaints, very like, you know, lower middle class, uh, stepdad worked in a factory, uh, mom worked in a warehouse, so had a good time doing that stuff, grew up in the country, just doing all of those things, good right? Yeah, yeah, growing up, uh, figuring out, school hard knocks, all of that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came to a fork in the road where my mom was like, hey, like, look, like you either need to go like you know, high school or, or coming up on graduation, I was never the A student, I was never the star athlete. I, I, I could do all of it, but I was never the greatest at any of it. Yeah. And mom was like, hey, like we need to figure out what you're doing after high school. You're either gonna go work in a factory, like where, you know, where your stepdad is, you're gonna go into the military, or you're gonna head off to college. So which one of those, like, we gotta have a plan that we're like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And I knew college was not gonna be my jam. Um, I, but, so, but that was like the first thought. And I was like, oh, I'll just probably do the college thing. That's what my friends are doing. They're all gonna go party, it'll be great. So slept through, uh, partied through, I should say, like my SAT, yeah. you sign up for those things. So partied through that, missed it, 
okay, no problem, reschedule the next one. And it was finally worth the last one for me to get enrolled into this first semester of college. And I did the same thing. I partied all night, missed the SAT opportunity, which, you know, again, it's one of those blessings and occurs. Like the, yeah. the road will lead you in mysterious ways, but ultimately you get to where you're supposed <laughs> to go. And I was at a high school football game and the recruiter said, hey, you know, you should come join the army. And me and my one of my best friends at the time, he said, uh, if you can make us army rangers, we're in. And like, I was like, yeah, like, let's do it, dude. That sounds great. Right? We'd seen the little videos on YouTube. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. let's do it. So there, there that, the turn went there. We signed up. Mom cried. She said, I thought you were going to do the mill or the, you know, the, 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 the other thing, the other two options yeah. I gave you. And uh, so no, mom, we're shipping off. And, and uh, as soon as we graduate, we ship out of here. We're going to basic training. I signed up as a scout. So I was uh, in a scout platoon, got to do a whole bunch of cool stuff, travel the world. Obviously, I was in mm-hmm. Korea for uh, a year, right on the border of North and South Korea. And then uh, hung out there for a year, went uh, to Fort Carson in Colorado, and then got deployed to Iraq from there. And oddly enough, I I run into one of my best friends who I enlisted with at the time. We both enlisted, both went separate directions, different occupations inside the military. We're in Iraq, show up uh, in the same base at the same time, so we got to see each other hang out there. Uh, And then we came home from Iraq, and I kind of went the entrepreneurial route. I was bouncing job to job, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was a sergeant in the Army, so... The military spent a whole bunch of money, time, effort, energy to, to train me on what leadership is yep. and what I knew what it was and what I was finding in the workforce was not leadership. It was very story. much management, do yeah. this. I didn't have a say. I had no authority. I had, I had nothing. It was just do it this way and that's all mm-hmm. and don't ask questions. And it wasn't working for me. I was drinking every single night, new husband, new dad, drinking Jim Beam like, like it was water oh. every single night. Because I was working. You didn't even have taste in whiskey then, did you? <laughs> no. no <laughs> certainly not Jim Beam at that. Um, but it's just like Jim Beam and Dr. Pepper. Like I'll never forget it. And uh, it was that was the go-to every single night because it was like that was like the what I was using to, to kind of numb my frustrations and my confusion and my yeah. lack of clarity of what I wanted to do. What how do I father? I've never even had a father, so I didn't know how to parent this this little mm-hmm. creature that we brought into the world. Jen and I's marriage was not doing super amazing either because I was just deployed in, in Colorado for the last year and so now it's like we come home and we're two forces colliding and we've got a kid into this mix so we're going through all of these things and drinking every single night just to try and like whatever numb the pain fall asleep call it what you want because Mm -hmm. I was working at that time I was working um, we were working at the correction as a corrections officer and I was working in like a manufacturing shipping warehouse just trying to make enough money to make things meet yeah so I was working corrections uh, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then sometimes we'd be stuck on like mandatory overtime till 3 a.m. And then 7 a.m. I was in the shipping warehouse boxing up shirts and hats and stuff Gosh. like that and shipping it off till noon. Noon to 2, I would, uh, and I'd have a little break there and then I'd go 2 o'clock roll call for, uh, for the county jail. And then Jenna's going to school full time. Jenna's a uh, rock and roll radio DJ. That's new cool. mom, right? It's like, it's cool, but it paid yeah. like 27 grand a year. So it's like, it's, it's <laughs> cool on paper. Yeah. Uh, right. So that's, yeah, this is like, it's like, this is life. Like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Like, there's got to be something more out there. There's got to be a better opportunity, something we can do uh, and be our own boss and have time freedom and or build time freedom, earn time freedom versus just clock in, clock out and work, you know, sun up mm-hmm. to sundown and uh, have more of a purpose. Yeah. So it's like, that's where kind of our journey led us into, you know, entrepreneurial world, into uh, just being able to be of service to other people, figuring out what problems do people have and how can we solve them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been self-employed now for the last 10 years this September awesome. uh, and, and right it's like unbelievable we've been talking about it this morning <clears throat> just time freedom time yeah. flexibility working when you decide to work though we're working very hard inside of those hours we've mm-hmm. got opportunities to, to be able to shift around and, yeah. and move the schedule well, so. when you do what you love you never have to feel like you have to retire right you just keep going until you can't anymore yeah, yeah. That's, and that's 
that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it is, is having fun doing what you're doing. Yeah. And, and before it was like there was nothing fun about. And I mean, you know, anybody listening to this can probably most people I think statistically can understand. Like, man, like I remember working for Friday, dreading Sunday because I knew Monday was to follow. Yeah. And it was just like this is this cannot be. This doesn't make sense. No, that this is there. life. Yeah, we've all been there. And that, that like that's not a life to live. You know why? Why stay stuck in that if that's how you feel? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was it, right? It was like I saw an opportunity. I knew there had to be an opportunity. I didn't see it. I didn't know what it was. It was just like I think the moral of that is just like I was facing in the right direction. I was searching. Mm-hmm. I was looking for something. Um, I was, you know, Jim Rohn says like knock on enough doors, one will open. Yeah. And so it's like we were just looking and knocking on enough doors and like facing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And we knew if we were facing in the right direction, we'd find what we were looking for. Yeah. Without even at the time, of course, it sounds so profound. At the time, we had no idea. We were knocking on doors and, and facing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was just like we're just like question there's got to be something more out there for us to do to have and, and become yeah so mm-hmm. so rewinding a little bit to becoming a new dad becoming a husband yeah. you didn't have that example right yeah how did you learn how to become a father and learn how to become a husband by failing forward without a doubt a handful of things right <laughs> so so it's like first thing i would say is my grandpa was the man in my life who stepped in and raised me okay and he bridged that gap awesome mm-hmm. human being uh, we lost him a couple of years ago right and it was like losing a dad yeah. so very profound and grateful for all of the and lessons that was your mom's dad yeah yeah okay. yep yep and so grateful for all of those lessons that he taught me over mm-hmm. over that you know 30 years or so yeah. And then secondly would be for sure my wife's dad. He, he mm-hmm. really did an awesome job uh, filling that role as well. And uh, just teaching me early on, I remember sitting in his garage when like Jen and I were fighting in an arguments, just like talking to me about like how to, how to work through this stuff and how to navigate these waters because I had no yeah. idea and nobody to go to. So he taught me an immense amount. And then honestly, it's like my relationship with Jenna, with my wife. She is one of my biggest advocates and mm-hmm. she will help coach me inside of these moments to where it's like, maybe you're too aggressive or maybe you, uh, you know, blew up too much or, or whatever the situation was or, or like, Hey, like, babe, like you, I saw how you handled that. That was so hot. Like, right. So it's like, I think so many guys don't know this, that, that, that like, the, this is a secret. Like oh, yeah. women Being are a good so dad, profoundly attracted mm-hmm. to a good uh, a good, a good father. Yeah, someone that can be there, and, and instead of like you know just disciplining the kids or always being the the authoritarian person, it's mm-hmm. like you can be all of those things and still have some compassion and yeah. still have the empathy and still you know teach them the things that I didn't get taught. That's one of the coolest things. I mean, you as well grew up without mm-hmm. a father. It's like the coolest yeah. thing we get to do is to teach our kids the things that nobody taught us, yeah. and we get to do it at five, mm-hmm. nine, 10. I learned it at 30. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Like, imagine how much we get to set them up. So that's why I always say it's like, mm-hmm. it's a blessing and a curse growing up without a father. Where could I be? Who knows? But I can tell you, I, I know for a fact where I'd be if my biological father stayed in my life and I wouldn't be sitting here living this lifestyle. I can promise that. Yeah. No, that, I mean, so. that's, that's the complete truth. And you know, for me where I, I learned how to father, is you know by watching my brother, by watching my best friend Jesse, mm-hmm. um, by watching my my wife's dad, you know, and and he was one I, I didn't appreciate a lot at first because he's he's a much more laid back individual than mm-hmm. I am, right? And as I as I grew as a father, I, I look at this man and I'm like, this dude will do anything to serve his family and mm-hmm. love his family, you know, and that's that's honorable, um, you know, and and through through the Bible, honestly, like that's where I learned a lot of my parenting. Now, the problem for me early on is, okay, I'm I'm law driven, I, I I haven't accepted grace yet, you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, well, this is what the Bible says, we have to do it like this, exactly like this, right? And the, the Bible is, it, it's a good rule for for life, but it. 
um, you got to figure things out that work for your family, right? Mm. And if you if you're if you're living in pursuit of that that true north, you know, if for it, that may not be the same thing for everybody, but if you're living in pursuit of that, your your family's going to fall into place, right? And you're gonna you're gonna find those roles that you fit into with your spouse, and and so it, it took me many years to figure that out, um, you know. And I, I used the Bible out of context sometimes, trying to gain control sure. of my marriage, you know, being a father. But uh, but yeah, that that uh, that's where I learned a lot of that, you know. And coming into my 30s now, it's like it, it clicks more, especially when you add grace into that, you know. Mm. So it's um, so good in the in your thirties. I thought I, like, when I turned thirty, I like felt like this snap happened. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, you have operated the last twenty nine years knowing absolutely nothing, yet you thought you knew so much. Like I don't know what it was about thirty, and that got me so excited for forty. If it's like mm-hmm. something about the decade change, it's like, dude, if I thought I knew stuff at twenty nine or it, all these years prior. I thought I was a yeah. good dad. I thought I was a good husband. I thought I was a good entrepreneur, a good business owner. And now I just realized I'm actually I'm not. Yeah. But now I am, and I can be. It's like I'm gonna be 40, in you know What's eight years or whatever. Like? Right. I'm gonna look right. back and say like, you were 30 and you mm-hmm. thought you had to figure it out. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. That's so. Cute. <laughs> oh, I look back at 20 year old Will and I'm like, oh, man, what an don't asshole. Don't stay there too long. Yeah. yeah. Don't stay there long at all. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I. I don't understand how people relive their glory days because mm. I look back on that and I'm like, sure, high school is a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, have fun, no cares in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Got into trouble. Um, you know, I get into college and I have kids real young, you mm-hmm. know. <clears throat> I didn't finish school because I wanted to work. Mm-hmm. I was not a school person either, you know. And it's funny that two entrepreneurs yeah. that didn't finish college or do college, you yeah. know, um, and look at where we're at now, yeah. you know, you know, sure. We're not billionaires. We were talking sure. about that earlier, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're living lives and yeah. we've designed our lives around yes. how we want to live, That's it. you know, and, and the finances come, you figure yep. it out, you know, and, and God provides. Um, yeah, that, that is, that is pretty cool though. But yeah, I mean, you know, going back to having a father, what does that look like? You know, having, I've seen many mm. people get screwed up by their fathers mm-hmm. because their fathers weren't intentional. They mm-hmm. weren't around or, or they were there, but they weren't present, mm-hmm. you know? And how much worse could that have been? You know, I've, I've, I've pursued, um, or where I was going with, you know, talking about the faith thing is for me, I put my faith in it or my, um, you know, I kind of made God, my father early on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I tried to, tried to learn from tried to live from and and, you know so it it allowed me to put a lot more confidence in him at a younger age because i didn't have that physical earthly father Mm -hmm. you know um but then you you find these other mentors and you um you know i was very blessed to my my brother um not everybody knows this but um he's not my biological brother um and we you know now we've been brothers 23 years but he was he was originally paired with me through big brothers big sisters Mm. with second longest standing relationship in indianapolis with that it was pretty cool that's a whole other story yeah. about how we found that out. But, uh, you know, we haven't been in the program for 20 years, but we, sure. we have coffee every Wednesday, uh-huh. you know, and uh, he has been a huge mentor in my faith, in, in business, in life. Yeah. Um, and again, somebody I didn't necessarily appreciate until I had kids or, or I appreciated him, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, or I took it for granted, right? Totally. And then when I had kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a man to learn from, yeah. you know? Um, it was it, anyways. So. I think anybody has that hindsight though. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm talking about like my, my grandfather yeah. and it's just like same thing. And it's like, I was operating my twenties. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't see the, the silver leather lessons that were being taught in the how to tie a fishing hook. I didn't mm-hmm. see it all then. And it's like now he's gone, unfortunately, but I see it. 
I've got the clarity and now I can pass it along to the boys and just explain mm -hmm. it to them a little bit differently, refer to it a little bit differently yeah. to hopefully they can catch the lesson a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. and well, and if they figure that out sooner, how much more can yeah. they figure out sooner, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Children, that's the, one of the biggest things that has probably changed my parenting is understanding that kids don't lack capacity. They just lack a teacher. Hmm. How often is it? I mean, I'm guilty. I'll raise my hand first one myself and, and my wife. One of the greatest things we ever did was like removing like iPads and devices from their mm -hmm. life freely, not to like cast shame on, on, on any devices they ser certainly serve a value sure. um, but it was like the unfiltered lens that they were allowed to have access yeah. to the world mm -hmm. that made them act out it made them crazy it made them hearing things and saying things that at that age they should not even know of. i mm -hmm. certainly didn't know about it until you know 20 or whatever right yeah. and so like so they had so much access to information and then when the device was removed like they would act out so much mm -hmm. um and it was just like, wow, like this is really interesting. You start like analyzing this stuff. But I think it's very easy, especially for today's parents. Like we're always on the go. We're always busy, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're employed somewhere. It's like it's very easy to fall back on that. Like here, just, just, yeah, just be quiet. Yeah, let me let me work out or let me, yeah, you know, let whatever, me do whatever. Yeah. Freaking think or, you know, cook dinner and like all of this. And again, there's a time and place 100%. Never, never bashing uh, any anyone as a parent on this. But it's like I didn't know until I knew. And then it's like. Oh yeah, like these how he's acting out and how he's responding to me and the language he's doing. Oh, it all makes sense. Yeah, well, and it it, it leads to ADD and ADHD, right? Which yes. I have arguments against that because I do feel like ADD and ADHD can be a superpower if uh, yeah. harnessed. No question. Um, you know, my, yeah, hell, if we had our son, you know, he'd probably get, or if you know, we took him in, he'd probably get diagnosed for mm -hmm. it. But it's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna medicate that. I'm going to yeah. direct that channel energy. exactly. Yeah. And you have to be the easy thing to do is go, hey, take this pill, mm -hmm. shut up. Mm -hmm. No, but you don't want, you don't want easy, easy, easy doesn't do anything good for anyone, Ever. right? And if you can learn to channel that at a young age, yeah, so, sure. Sometimes it's frustrating mm -hmm. when you learn how for to channel sure. that at a young age. Just imagine what they're capable of when they get older and they know how to harness that yeah. energy. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty exciting to think about. Yeah. So, so. Coming up to, you know, you and Jenna have kids, you're knocking on doors. Where does that lead you to next? Yeah, so we, we first get started in health and nutrition. That mm -hmm. was like, I had, you know, I was a scout in the army, I was in great shape, 220 pounds, kicking down doors, jumping out of helicopters, having a great time, like living that lifestyle. Doing the badass thing. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Certainly wore my body at such a young age. I had a lot of aches and pains mm -hmm. even in the 20s, right? So it's like I started, I went from working out two times a day in the scalp platoon to now working two jobs, dad, husband, so not working out at all, drinking mm -hmm. every single night. And it's like, ah, like what's the first thing? It always just goes, it goes back. Like, what's, what can I control out of all of this? Yeah. This is all chaos. None of it's working. This can't be life. What can I control? And it's like, well, I probably control like what I put in my freaking face, 
I can probably control not drinking every night and, and looking for other ways to solve my problems and creating extra time inside of my day. Now all of a sudden I've got time to work out. Now I've got energy to work out. Right? It's very interesting. It's like I start focusting on like, okay, instead of going to the break room and smashing all the donuts and cookies and whatever people brought in because oh it's like, right, they're there. They're free. Uh-huh. I heard Jocko, Discipline Equals Freedom is sugar-coated lies chapter. Yeah. He's like, but they're free, the glorious glaze. He's like, <laughs> and it's like, I heard that and I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, that's so true. I don't have to eat it just because it's free and I'm mm-hmm. broke and we don't have that much food at home. Yeah. Like, I can just not eat it. Just don't eat. And so yeah. it just started that process, started feeling good, started showing up better, got involved into a nutrition company, and we really just ran that. We, mm-hmm. we saw the opportunity. Here's, here was the, here's what we were told. We weren't afraid of hard work. We yeah. knew that for a fact. We were working as hard as we possibly could, and nothing was changing. Money wasn't changing. Housing wasn't changing. Still in the same apartment. Still the same debt collectors calling. We were exposed to an opportunity inside of health and nutrition. It was just like, hey, like, look, there's no cap. It's sales based. You can earn as much as you want. You can take this thing as far as you want. Love there's it. no, you know, glass ceiling. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl. What you believe in, who yeah. you love, none of that stuff it doesn't matter. It's like, what's the catch? Like, there's no catch. Like, you just need to go freaking work. Go work and hard. I was like, well, we don't have a problem with working. Yeah. Like, so great. Right, you so get we went, out of it what you put in, though. 100%, right? It's like, what an interesting philosophy of life. Yeah. You get out what you put in, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to the combo with kids, like, you know, a, a, an easy childhood is probably going to mean a harder lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Not that you need to impose difficulty necessarily or inherently on kids, but yeah. it's like, give them a little bit of challenge. Like, they that's how I grew adversity. up. Yeah, yeah, that's how you grow up with that through the adversity, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we ran that, scaled that. We've been doing that for the last 10 years. Uh, brick and mortar, we've got just right around 30 brick and mortar locations awesome. throughout Michigan, Indiana, and Kentucky, and uh, just crushing it and yeah. having a great time doing it and building it some with our best friends. That's, mm-hmm. that's like the coolest part. Like we've got some of our greatest friends that we get to help now go win and crush it and scale their stores yeah. and scale their operations. So, um, yeah, it's been yeah. a pretty good ride. I met one of those friends, Luke. Shout out to Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Luke's last name? Minnesota, Popham. Popham, that's our Popham. I like that last name. You met him around. Yeah. uh, It was probably pretty early when you met him still. Yeah. It wasn't 1 a.m. on a 50-mile rug march. No, when did we meet him? Yeah, so so guys, Kyle and I, we... we, uh, Hold on. Okay. Okay, so I I meet... Me me and Will meet June 1st, right? And... Oh, he's got our anniversary down. I've got the anniversary (laughs) down, right? It was the first day that that, that Jake came came to Uh kids class, kids CrossFit, right? And uh, we start talking because we're both wearing the same 10,000 shorts, uh-huh. which are rare in the wild. I always say, like, oh, look, look at those things. They're in the wild. They're and in the wild. Uh, we start talking, and it's like, next thing you know, I'm just like, dude, I'm doing this 50-mile ruck march uh-huh. in 23 days. Like, you should totally do it with me. And he's like, I'm in. In the back of my mind, I was like, eh, he's going to bail. Probably going to bail. Yeah. Like, it's 23 days. Yeah. And uh, what a week later, sure as shit, you're just like, all right, got signed up. Yep, like, dang, let's do it. And you said you you said it before you even got signed up. You're like, dude, listen, I'm gonna do it. I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I was like, all right, like, <laughs> test this out. Let's see if he is. <laughs> and it, he showed up. Uh huh. Not only did you sign up, then you showed up on the start on the line. Day. You right. actually showed up too, right? That's there's there's these mm-hmm. phases that people can weed themselves out, and people yeah. paid and didn't show, right? Like yeah. Fifty mile. Um, and you were there, so mm-hmm. that's what kicked it off. That's where yeah. you met Luke, that's where I met who Luke. was running in late, flying in from Minnesota just to be there with us. Yeah, so yeah. That was oh, sweet. Man. And that was cool because Kyle uh, held back, <clears throat> and I was I was walking with uh, Tyler. Oh yeah, you know, uh, and uh, uh, we're walking and talking and having a great conversation. I look back and I'm like, where the hell did Kyle go? And then they're like, oh, Kyle's uh, he's waiting back for his friend. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, next thing we know, it was maybe two hours in. We see you guys coming up, running from behind. So how many miles did you guys run with the 40-pound ruck on your back? Uh, I don't know. I don't really don't know. We were <laughs> it, just, we were it was just at least two or three. We yeah. doing some, yeah, I think it was right around it was two or three. It was at least three. two or three because we had, we had been walking about, about an hour. An hour. Yeah. 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 
Yep. Yeah, and we were, uh, gosh, just at a speedway at that point, finally yeah. on the canal trail. And uh, we see them come up behind us, and um, we're walking with, with Chad Connolly, who will be uh, – He'll be yeah. his interview will be released here in, in, a, in a couple of weeks, um, and Chad will let Chad tell the story of yeah. this fifty mile ruck. But it's it's really cool, and uh, and then really I feel like that's where we like, you know, there, there was a there's a bond built there, yeah, right? 100%. Through through everybody in that, yep. you know, Luke and and you know you me Chad some of the other dudes that were on that mm-hmm. trip as well, because that's that's suffering, man, and Dude. it's suffering by choice, mm-hmm. you know, like we. We got to mile 15. After that first break, we yeah. sat down yeah, and yeah, ate yeah. some pizza. Poor Tyler, man, crammed out five pieces of pizza. <laughs> oh, I ate two pieces of pizza, right? So we get refueled, right? If everybody listening, you get refueled mm-hmm. up. Um, high calories. High, you need a lot of, yeah. a lot of food. We'd already chugged down all the electrolytes we had yeah. in our bag at that point. You're refilling yep. at 10 miles. Because you, you got to stay yeah. ahead of the mm-hmm. fatigue and ahead of that curve, right? So it's like the pizza was so good because mm-hmm. it was probably, I don't know. Eight, nine o'clock at night yeah, or so it was by dark. then it was dark yeah, yeah. so, it so it probably 10, 10, 10 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it was dark and so that was dinner i ate two pieces and we're walking after you know we, the, the the crew packs up the pizza we're walking i'm like man i wish i would have had one more pizza i was just like i was nervous if i would have had one more slice like i don't want to get a stomach ache out here yeah. on mile 10 tyler's like i had five like, bro <laughs> what and then just a couple miles later he's like oh, it feels so good bending, bending oh, over. Man, yeah. poor tyler He's what, 25, 26 still? I think so. He hasn't learned those lessons yeah. yet. Right. He, he just it's did. It's all valuable, yeah. right? It's like once you've, once you've been where I'm at, you'll, you'll know uh-huh. where I've been type yeah. thing. But it was after that. So we get up, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm already stiff. Why am yeah. I stiff at 10 miles, yeah. you know? And uh, 15 miles well, Probably because you didn't do anything but sign up two yeah. weeks before. <laughs> well, and I, I did like some training with my vest on yeah, for the yeah, next yeah. two weeks, but that was that was really it, yeah. right? It wasn't long training. Yeah, it was yeah, like totally. a Metcon with yeah. my vest yeah, on, yeah. you know? And uh, – yeah, so we, we get 15 miles in, and yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, there go my feet. Yeah. Like, blisters started b- yeah. boiling up, and that's when right there, when I was like, this is going to be a long it's fucking a long night, night, man. Right, because yeah. we're going 6 p.m. to we finished at 1 p.m. the next mm-hmm. day, no sleep, right? Yeah, <laughs> and we, we keep going. We had our couple of breaks. Mile 20, I think, was the worst, because that's when my calves locked up. And then uh, coming back, it was like, okay, we're moving, we're moving, you know. Yeah. And you and I chatted for a while after mile 25. That was funny, because we're parked outside of somebody's house at 3 a.m. in Westfield. And their their son comes home. Yep. Like, oh, he's sneaking back in. Yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah, and the alarm goes off. Yep. And we're like, all right, time to go. go. Load up, guys. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, we had had a great conversation heading back. And, um, yeah, you made it the whole way with that pack on, man. I was was, was, 40. I took mine off. Oh, that's right. We We all all downloaded at 40. I took my weight off at 20. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, at mile 40 is when I – I went toast. Forty was nasty. I went toast at mile we, forty. We took a shot of uh, some some whiskey at mile forty. Maybe that's what I should have done. <laughs> yeah. Except that's when my stomach started. Yeah, I was gonna turning. say maybe. Not. Like, yeah, yeah. Who knows? It got yeah. pretty sketchy. But uh, we got we got out. We finished. Yeah. It was great, man. It was, it was awesome. It was a cool time. Yeah. But, th- uh, that's that's it, right? So it's like that. Like you can hear the story of the fifty mile mm-hmm. and like all of the you know all of the memories and things that occurred on it. But it's like there's something so magical that is formed when people do hard shit together. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl, but it's like it's like from speaking from uh, the lens of a man, it's like mm-hmm. that's all I can speak of. And it's like how many you know thousands of years ago, it's like we proved ourselves as, as men mm-hmm. through hunting, through fighting, through wars against <laughs> other tribes Defending or whatever, family, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like we've lost that through through the ages of society. It's like yeah. we don't have to do any of that anymore. Yeah. And so therefore, there's you don't have to ever prove yourself. And well, you, you don't can, have to do hard shit. Right. It's voluntary. You had to. It was four. I mean, a hundred years ago, you had to. You have the option to sit at home. You have the option to ride a fucking electric bicycle (laughs) up the Monon. 
you know, I blow, that blows me away when I see people yeah. cycle, you know, riding their bike on the, you know, and, and riding those like, and don't get me wrong. They're kind of cool. Sure. But like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, we're making ourselves softer and softer and then you can, you, you don't even have to go to the grocery anymore. No. We're not only not hunting and farming our yeah. food, but now we are too lazy to go get it from the store. And they get mad when they're looking at their DoorDash and it's like, your burrito's five stops away. Still like, gosh, it's been there for a minute. Like what? And they're getting angry. It's like, hey dude. Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah. Good thing you don't have to go find a burrito in the wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. I don't know where sure. those grow. Uh-huh. So why was 50 for the Fallen so, so cool? Like meaningful to you and impactful for you yeah uh unfortunately i've lost more friends outside of combat than in in combat Mm -hmm. through veteran suicide and going back to the store i had to kind of curb it because i about got a little emotional there so kind of kind of scurried around a little bit but Mm -hmm. this the my friend adam who i enlisted with who we went to basic training with we ran into each other in iraq very it's an anomaly to to do that people are like oh do you know so and so in the army and it's like dude there's like i don't know a couple hundred thousand people i don't know your cousin (laughs) but so for us to cross paths different units different missions and everything was was super rare thing Mm -hmm. and then uh, we both came home we both uh ended up going to a bar shortly after we we told stories and laughed and drank till 3 a.m had a you know a stranger that overheard our convo heard us heard that we both got back from uh, iraq and then he put his card on our tab and ended up covering the whole tab at 3 a.m we found out which is super awesome that's cool and then uh you know shortly after that adam took his life no one had a clue no one saw it coming so that was like you know the first iteration of losing a friend and i've lost several others since then so uh, when i saw the opportunity of 50 for fallen i saw what chad was doing in several different big cities and states and i couldn't make any of those events i just reached out to him on instagram said hey dude i want to bring this to indy is there anything i can do to help make that happen i'm your source boots on the ground give me a shout yeah and he's like Let's do it. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, what, what was that? Six, three months later? 60 days, 60, 70 days later, here we were making it happen. Rocking so, down the Monon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are prettier places to do that. Maybe next time we go to Colorado for that. Colorado would be good. <laughs> Although for the first one, that would have been awful. Yeah. Going uphill like that. Elevation, yeah. Well, and, uh, we're going to have to have to even plan out, you know, the, the next, the next adventure yeah. next year. Yep. That 80 mile paddleboard. We're paddling. We're coming for it. Let's I want to, I want to do it, man. So, um, so where you're at now in life, yeah. you've got your your nutrition shop or, mm-hmm. or the smoothie shop, um, and it, it, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with that, and then what you're what you're you know focusing on now as well. Mm, that's a good question. So right, at, I would say at this stage of our business, we're very much like focused on working with and growing and mentoring our team and our organization of these, you know, 30 shops and helping them maximize everything, profitability, margins, grow, scale their own location, several into, in you know, multiple mm-hmm. other cities or multiple other states. So it's very much a mentorship and coaching role. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really like the biggest consumer of my time is just helping other people win. It's probably, you know, also interestingly enough, one of the most rewarding things that we've done is we've, we've grinded our faces off for the last 10 years. Uh, the first five specifically was very much like all day, all night, minimal mm-hmm. sleep, uh, minimal family time, just going all in because it's like, well, it's going to take a certain amount of work and time and effort regardless. Mm-hmm. So if I can condense the window, which it takes to take to get there, then we're going to make those sacrifices worth it. And that's the thing is I, I talk to a lot of our team members and other entrepreneurs. It's like, hey, like, look. The sacrifice is the sacrifice. You get to choose if it's going to take two years or 20 years. Yeah. You can compress time by getting strategic and getting smart inside of your day versus getting stuck scrolling or getting stuck doing this or getting stuck doing that. Because the reality is like people are always wanting balance. Like, well, I need to have family time. And it's like, no, no, no. I had no balance. We had no balance mm-hmm. for a long time. And then we could then create 
yeah. a lifestyle more so than a balance. It's like, hey, like we were just camping for three or four days out in the boonies. It's like we work a little bit every day. Other people, like you might, oh, we're going to take the week off for vacation. It's like, well, that's great, but that's a week not getting ahead. Right. Like, you know, that's not a week getting behind. That's in, in today's marketplace. I mean, how fast is the world moving? Mm-hmm. A week getting, taking a week off is no longer losing a week. That's, you could lose a month yeah. over the course of not working for a week, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking on entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So it's like just getting really aggressive and teaching all of that stuff to our team and to our organization mm-hmm. to continue to duplicate and create and go from 30 to 60 to eventually 100 locations throughout the Midwest and cool. you know, wherever else we, we wind up on the old map. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind yeah. of the focus. And then you're, I mean, part of that is doing some, what, health coaching personal yeah. training kind of yeah exactly about that. so so I, I do a lot of like online coaching with with specifically typically men 99.9 percent of the, the the people are men and it's mostly online because mm-hmm. that's just like the demographic that tends to to reach out to me is guys just all over the place that are mm-hmm. usually solo kind of <clears> hanging out by themselves and not having community not having connection not having a, a place of belonging not having the brotherhood right they need those things so mm-hmm. uh, inside of my coaching program what we i meet twice a month with the guys individually, like one-on-one coaching. And we, I was like, hey, like, we can talk about whatever. Yeah. I can coach you on nutrition. We can talk about fitness. Or like we can talk about your business. Or we can talk about your nutrition. Yeah. Or your, your family. Or we can talk about your whatever. Right? It's, it's an open convo. And then we do like one coaching call per month with a whole group of guys that will bring in different people for that stuff mm-hmm. um, based on kind of what the group and the organization needs That's and cool. what they need to hear. So yeah. helping dudes across the globe, across the, across the country, soon to be the globe. There you go. Uh, just figure out what they want out of life. Who's an ideal client for something like yeah, that? Yeah, ideal client is a, a, either a veteran, a former athlete, or just a dad who wants more out of life mm-hmm. and is riding the, the scooter on the Mona on the electric scooter, right? It's like <laughs> as silly as that is, but that's like, it's like they know, they know they just need to be shown like there's a place for them and, and they're not broken, they're not wrong, they're not anything. It's just like you just need to get around the right people. And I think so often it's easy to fall inside of our, our, our peer group because mm-hmm. we're only going to reach the expectations of our peer group. Yeah. The five, why, why do you think this is the five people you hang around with is, is like, we all hear mm-hmm. the quote, but it's like if you ever think about it, it's like, well, because the reason you're going to become those five people is you're never going to exceed the standard set inside of that right. group. So until you get out of that group, not that you have to leave them, not that they're not the amazing human beings, but it's like if you want more out of life, like we got to get out of that circle and get into a new one. And that's not easy. And sometimes it starts mm-hmm. with just getting in uh, an online program, meeting yeah. some dudes, meeting me, meeting dudes like you, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's what's, what's important is leaving the old stories. Like if you're with the people, whoever you're hanging out with, if you're always talking about like remember back in blah, 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 and like your stories back are always on the past. Day, yeah. Mm-hmm. then it's like, then you're just continuing to relive your past. And yeah. what are you building for your future? You're around the wrong people. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, we were talking earlier, right? We were talking about wives <clears throat> love when, uh, when you can be like the, the, uh, an awesome father. Yeah. It's like, well, do you know what else they love? When you're freaking in awesome shape and mm-hmm. an awesome father and you're holding one kid here and you're hoisting the other kid up to the monkey bars yeah. and helping them do that. Like and teaching them how to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like guys, the dad bod, it's overrated and women don't find that attractive. Yeah, I mean, you know, they may tell you that, but it's it's like it's like them asking, "Hey, do I look fat in this?" And you say, "No, honey." Here's what's interesting. <laughs> With, uh, and I've gotten yelled at for this. Oh boy, here so, we go. Good story. But time but here. it's all it's all it's it's. The, uh, listen, here's the thing: yeah. is like I'll always shoot it straight. I'll mm-hmm. never disrespect anybody. Yeah. But I won't not tell them. You the can truth. be you can be um, you can shoot people straight and still be respectful. Yeah, because because yeah. I love them. Like, and this mm-hmm. could be uh, any stranger that we come across. Like, yeah. if they and I'm not gonna just walk around blasting people, right? There's got to be a relationship there. But it's like the reality you, you gotta is earn, earn a right 100%, to, to speak truth. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. But any any guy that thinks his wife 
likes the dad bod, it's probably because of her insecurity and mm. thinking if he gets in shape, he's going to find something better. He's going to leave me. Or why are you working out? Who are you trying to impress? So it's comfort. It can be, it's it can comfort. be, yeah. If the wife isn't on board, uh. that's why like when I work with guys, I'm like, dude, I'm like, where's your wife? Like yeah. we need to get her locked in with my wife and you guys can crush this household together. Otherwise mm-hmm. there's going to be a div- division between you guys. Yeah. And she's going to be saying like, babe, like let's get the ice cream. Cause she knows you're on a diet. She knows you're looking good. And she, if she's not, yeah. And, and it also works converse mm-hmm. my wife gets a female client and I'm like hey what's the deal with the husband because and that's how it usually is husbands are way slower way more mm-hmm. resistant usually. there's more pride there 100 right? no i'm you, you know i'm showing up to the i'm going to la fitness yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know doing doing my curls five days a week yeah and it's like i mean you can ask the question it's like well awesome dude great how's it working for you like what are your goals and it's like well that's a good question right is it like, i haven't it's, hit it's, any it's of a them straight yet. question yeah like, awesome how long have you been doing that for mm-hmm. two months sweet how's it going for you uh, I guess it's going okay. Cool. What are your goals? Yeah. I'd like to lose 40 pounds. They love it. I help mm-hmm. people lose 40 pounds all the time. When do you want to lose 40 pounds by? Uh, by Christmas. Like, cool. Great goal. Plenty of time to hit that. What are you doing proactively? Like, what, what are you trying to do? And what have you done in the past? And why hasn't it worked? And it's like asking them those mm-hmm. questions. Like, well, I tried X, Y, Z, and it didn't work because I just couldn't stay consistent. Like, awesome. Dude, I feel you on the consistency. I feel you on not understanding how to work out. Like, if I could show you a way to dial in the consistency, have ultimate 24-7 accountability and workouts delivered to your phone every day, plus me, like, is that something you'd be interested in? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Easy. All right, yeah. great. Like, well, let's do this. Then. Now, are these guys that you're you're working with, are they typically isolated? Is, is that, you know, like not able to go to a gym or maybe just not confident enough to go to yeah, a gym? Yeah, that's it right there. You know, because I feel like a lot of people we have come in here to Legacy Athletics yep. is, um, you know, new people coming in that have never. And what we want to do is we don't want to pull from the CrossFit community around totally, us. Yeah. We want to add to it, right? Because that's what's going to that's what's gonna build more strong humans. And there's more of more than a need for them. Yeah, and there's definitely more. We, you know, so... Um, you know, so with that, they come in and, oh, man, I, can, can I do this yet? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, you can. And mm-hmm. we can we can scale it appropriately it exactly. to build you up to this. But then they're afraid to come in here because they're afraid of, um, you know, they're going to see they're going to see the you's and the me's. Yep. Right. And it's like, guys, we're we're, we're friendly. We don't bite one. Mm-hmm. But two, we're not the majority. Mm-hmm. We are. We are 15, the majority. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason we're good. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's like it's fun for us because we're good at it. Right. So, and, and I heard something the other day about how, like when you like now for us, the gym can almost become a crutch Mm. because we Mm. were, we're at the top of our game in here. Yeah. But then you, we use it to hide from other things, you know? And, oh man, who I was talking to somebody about this the other day and they were saying like the guy who pulls up in the Mercedes wishes he could be the 23 year old Mm. that's focusing on just being an athlete. Mm Mm-hmm. And the guy with the twenty, the twenty-three year old, that's the athlete, wishes he could be driving the Mercedes, yeah. right? But the guy getting out of the Mercedes is all broken down, stiff, barely can move. And the young guy with no responsibilities is able to train four times a day and mm-hmm. have his diet locked in and not have any stress, you know, of kids or, yeah. a, you know, a wife or anything like that. He wants, he wants that. You always mm-hmm. want what you can't have, but you know, you can have both. You Bingo. can be successful. You can be well rounded, and that actually goes to, goes back to the whole balance thing. You know, like somebody that were let's say coming into your business if they have a family mm-hmm. are you what's what's the what's the coaching there i'm curious because like you know so many people i think i feel like are preaching against balance and yeah mm-hmm. there are times to be unbalanced don't get me wrong sure. like there are Total. times that seasons of it, yeah. yeah seasons that are going to weigh more heavily business or mm-hmm. way more heavily yeah. family and and you can't be a good husband father businessman you can't be a well-rounded man mm-hmm. if you don't put 
like sometimes if you're not providing for your family, guess what? It's time to step the fuck up right, and provide for your right. family. So you're going to have to sacrifice family time yep. to do that. Um, you know, if you're if you're providing but you're not there for your family, guess right. what? It's time to maybe yeah. sacrifice some finances or sacrifice some time at work, and maybe sacrifice the next you know mm-hmm. promotion or whatever. Yeah. It's another reason I like owning my business because yeah. I promote myself, right? right. Um, and then and then spend more time with your family. So how do you coach that with people you bring into to your company? Um, on the, bring them in on a business level. Yeah, bring them yeah. in on a business so, level. So, I think how I usually do it is ex- exactly like you said. It's like there's there's going to be seasons, and the harder you work now, it's like look, time's gonna pass either way. Yeah. So <clears> you <throat> can try and balance all of it, or you can just time block things out and mm-hmm. be strategic and, and specific and planned. Yeah. So it's like you're not necessarily gonna work seven days a week for 70, 80 hours. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times they don't realize a couple things. It's like, one, your kids don't inherently need you as much as a lot of people think they need you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they need you, but they also need to be figuring stuff out on their own, yeah. messing down, falling down, getting hurt. Like, oh, there's these, these important things. So mm-hmm. it's like they don't need you all the time. But when you're there, be there. Be when you're at work, be at work. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mix the two. If you're on family vacation and you're going to do a little work in the morning, like I mentioned, great. Do a little work in the morning. Get up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. hammer it out. Kids are up, family's up. Like, let's roll. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go be a family. So mm-hmm. it, that's it. It's just like it's very much like the time is going to pass. So how are you going to work and to make sure you get the most out of all of it in all areas? Because I don't think you have to compromise in anything. No. I think you can be a twenty, especially these days more than ever. You can be the twenty-three-year-old in the Mercedes. Yeah. That actually has the money to pay for the Mercedes. <laughs> you can yeah. Get, don't you, take out yeah, that you, to do that, guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can. You can get one of those yeah. on a car note with high interest any day. But, any day. Yeah. So. So that's it. It's. It's. You can have it all. Let's design mm-hmm. and live an extraordinary life. And here's how it's going to look. Okay. Maybe for the next month we're going to be working hard like crazy. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> reward yourself and enroll our family. Like we've enrolled our kids into this process. It's like, hey, like, look. Here's what mommy and daddy are doing. Here's why we're on these calls. Here's why daddy's out of town. Here's why this is happening. In on it, right? And now what's what we're going to do is, is in six months from now. Right. So next next summer we're going to Atlantis where it's, it's already been booked. Oh, we just man. took them to Cabo last year. Uh, we went to Disney World, but we didn't take them. We took them camping. Yep. I picked camping over Disney World, which is super great. They had the opportunity to go to Disney with us. So it's like every year we do a big family vacation and we just explain to them, like, hey, remember, we're going to go to uh, Atlantis here in a couple more months. This is a part of that process to get us there. Mm-hmm. Could you please go help your brother out with this so I can finish this? Yeah. And it's like we just enroll the kids, enroll the family, enroll the parents for us, mm-hmm. all of them into what we're doing. Yeah. So that way they're, they're clear because unspoken expectations always lead to frustrations. Yeah. So if we can give them the expectations of what to expect of our work day, of our life, of our family time, of everything, then there's no frustrations into like, well, we're on vacation and you're always working. It's like, no, 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 I'm not always working. Mm-hmm. I just do it in the morning and from this time. Yeah. But if they don't know that, then dad's on his phone again, mm-hmm. not working. Then there's resentment and all kinds of, you know, problems and issues right. can arise from that. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, you can, as you said, bring them along with you, right? Like. You know, my kids, <clears throat> we, we had an hour-long conversation last night. Is I'm, I'm putting them down to bed because I always, I always try to do bedtime with them. And yeah. we sit down, we, we do devotional, we so pray together. Too, right there. One yeah. of the greatest, I don't want to cut you off, that's no, no, one of the fine. greatest things that I, I started doing was having a bedtime routine with the mm-hmm. boys because it's like, it's such a good time to connect. I have a daughter as well for you, but it's like, it's such yeah. a good time to connect with the kids yeah. when everything's winded down, everything's mm-hmm. quiet. It's like, you can read the book, you can go through this. I, I, I tell yeah. all dads, they're like, okay, I'm a new dad. What do I do? I'm like, dude, cuddle with your baby on your chest, bare chest as much as you can and mm-hmm. start reading to him. I'm like, well, he can't understand what I'm saying. Like, dude, like, listen, it doesn't matter. He wants to hear read, your voice. dude. It's Just read, them, yeah. pick up the baby book and read the baby book before you lay him down. And that, that has built the most profound relationship with yeah. our boys since I started doing that. So huge. That part. is huge. No, yeah, that, that, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, you know, me, I work. 
10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. You know, I train 90 minutes to two hours a day. Yeah. And, you know, so when I get home, I get home at five, six o'clock and I'm, I am the kind that like my wife likes me a lot better and the distance does make the heart grow yeah. fonder if you're intentional when you're yeah. home, right? So good. And I can't be home all day, you yeah. know, and, and that's, you know, I have an office. <clears throat> I'm not about meeting people, doing meetings, doing the thing, doing this stuff, you know, yeah. right? Um, if I'm not doing that, I'm not fulfilled and then I'm not good when I get home because I feel empty, right? I mm. feel like I'm not do it, fulfilling mm. my purpose, right? So, but when I do get home, I'm intentional as all get out. You know, I am, I am not, and of course we're not perfect, right? Yeah. Like there are nights we get home, like sure. a Wednesday night, I did two training sessions. I was smoked. Like yeah. there's no glycogen left in my body. My yeah. brain barely functions yeah. at this point. I was smoked. And so, no, I wasn't very intentional. I was a little bit grumpy because I was just smoked and, yep. you know, I hadn't slept well early on in the week. Anyways, you know, you're not gonna be perfect every night. Yep. You've got to give yourself some grace of that totally. because just we're human. But when you get home, you're intentional and you're, you're spending time with the kids. You know, my wife, she has them all day. She's homeschooling, you know, we're starting that Mm -hmm. this year. And, um, she's, and she's, man, talk about a superhero, man. She is there gardening with like, they built a garden. That's sweet. They, they've set up the homeschool room. They've built things. They've, you know, they've gone and done projects. They've just, they've been super active, uh, you know, being intentional with the summer, Mm -hmm. right? Even though they're on summer, they're still learning. So anyways, I'm putting them down last night. We we do some prayer, do some devotional, and uh, and then we start talking. And, and Alexa's like, "Okay, Dad, um, Wiley wants to buy a gecko, or or a, 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 what? Are the dragons? What are bearded the dra- dragon? Bearded dragon. There we go. The bearded dragon is what they want. And uh, like, okay, cool. How are we going to do that? Well, we're not buying it for you. So you guys, if you yeah. guys can, if you guys can buy it yourselves and six months of food, and then continue paying for the food, yeah. you can make this happen. All right. Well, how are we going to do that, man? My daughter, she has got an entrepreneur's mind. Love it. And she is just like, okay, we're going to, you know, Dad, can I start a, a lawn mowing business? Yeah, go for it. You can use the mower. Yeah. You've got to pay for gas, though. So how much are you going to charge for, you know, and we start going through all this stuff. Yeah. Well, now they, they start talking, and they're like, hey, Dad, can we do can we do a lemonade stand at the yeah. gym? And I'm, I'm like, gym. go for it. Go for it. You know, it's like, we, you know, we have these businesses. Let yeah. the kids be involved right. with it, man. You know, like, they'll come in, and they're going to do, you know, they're going to do set up a little booth and, mm-hmm. and, you know, do lemonade stand here. Yeah. We'll throw some electrolytes in it, make it some healthy lemonade, right. you know, fresh squeezed, all that, right? And uh, they're going to earn a little money. Yeah. And then, you know, okay, how do we how do we use that money? How do we steward that money so mm-hmm. that now you can level up? You mm-hmm. can maybe go to making cookies instead, you know, protein right. cookies or something. Or, um you know, and then save. So you're making your profit, you're, you're building your business, you're investing into your business, and then you just keep doing this, right? Um, and teaching them those things. Don't hand it to them. You know, give them a little startup cash. I'll give them a little, you know, startup yeah. cash to get that first lemonade going, yep. you know. But, um, uh, but yeah, like bring them along with you and, and they see what you're doing, you know, explain it to Huge. them. And, and don't be afraid to slow down, too. Mm. That's something else I've learned is like, your kids come up and go, hey, Dad, can I cook dinner? Mm. You're like, well... It's seven thirty, and I want you in bed in the next thirty mm-hmm. minutes. Shit, no, I don't. But yes, yeah, yeah, you can help. Like, like, let them slow down, take time, let them, let them jump in and help. Yeah. It, it's gonna be messier, it's gonna be mm. slower, but they're gonna learn and they're gonna develop through it, right? Yeah. And yeah. what that does for them 10, 20 years from now, that's when it's like, mm-hmm. that's when the real result of that extra 30 minutes of frustration yeah. comes to pay off. Exactly. Because the last thing I want is a dependent 20-year-old, 30-year-old who's, who's relying on me for and everything. Aren't we seeing that right now? You know, these, these wealthy families that um, catered in food or, you know, they never made their kids work yeah. because they wanted to give their kids what they didn't have, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, right. Um, but <laughs> there's... I. I 
I, I don't want my kids to have yeah. what, you know, I don't, I want them to have less than I had, yeah. you know, like, um, I, yeah, I, I want to make them work for what they have. And it doesn't mean they're not going to be rewarded for doing that, totally. but they're, they're going to work for it. They're going to, they're going to have that adversity and, um, and, and learn how to be productive members of society. Right. So that, that's, that's huge. Yeah. One thing you said very early on in this, in, uh, when you started this, this last part of this convo, mm-hmm. you said, if I heard it right, you said something about like, you're not fulfilled if you're not making progress. Did you say something along those lines of like, mm-hmm. if you're not making forward progress, then you're not going to be, be and feel as fulfilled. Yeah. And I think that's, you said that I was just like, dude, that is, I think that is man mm-hmm. it is power design is you need to be making progress. We were talking about that again this morning mm-hmm. after the workout. It was just like, what's next? Like that desire of more. It's like we built this and now it's like, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? Where can we grow? How can yeah. we help more people? How can we solve more problems? And I think so many people get stuck in, into depression because they're lacking mm-hmm. purpose. They're lacking vision. They're lacking community. When you were talking about um, you know, men that are kind of like more isolated or they can't make yeah. it into gym, one of the first things I always tell people is like, you need to go join a group fitness class. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't, I mean, I will 100%, I'd love to give you workouts. I provide all of that. Mm-hmm. Awesome workouts. But I don't feel you need confident giving average Joe, who's just starting his fitness plan or mm-hmm. a workout plan, uh, something that I'm going to be doing or a CrossFit style of a workout. Yeah. I'm just like, no, no. Like, so we're going to be going to Globo Gym, and they're, they're, they're killer workouts, mm-hmm. and they get totally smoked, and my dudes are getting awesome results. But there's something so magical when you can plug them into a community, a CrossFit community, mm-hmm. uh, or, or any other. They, they're all over the place. Go figure yeah. out what works for you and get around other human beings that are going to cheer you on. I think they, they think – so often you and I were working out the other week and we were just pools of sweat oh, and a random guy walks in and is like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> it's like, I was like, do you know him? Kyle starts trying to sell him and bring yeah. him into the gym. Like, yeah. Dude, dude. Yeah. Pop in. He but ran what, what did he, he ran half, not even, yeah, no half a mile with us. He yeah. ran half a mile and then we're turning around and we're like, all right, man, you, uh, you want to come back and, and do the next thing with us? Yeah. He's like, what's that? hundred burpees? burpees. He's like, I'm going to finish Keep my running. run. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he popped back through on he the did. way. I don't know if he ever followed us yeah, or I don't think so. yeah, he hasn't come back in, but you know, if you're listening, yeah, he yeah, time to join time to join. But yeah. it's like, it's like guys need that. Like mm-hmm. he, he had a good energy, good vibe about him. Yeah. Like he's just like, it's like, yeah, like get around people. Cause again, they think they look at dudes like us and it's like no ego, but it's like, Oh, they're probably jerks. They're probably going to judge me. They're probably dude. Listen, fat shaming is not a thing. No. Like, I don't know who made that up. That doesn't exist. I've never once met a fit person talk down to anybody mm-hmm. ever who well, was trying to get in humbled. shape. You've been humble, right? Like you, you, you get beat down. Yeah. You beat yourself down every day. And like, that's what's gonna say. Like, it's humbling. We show up and work out hard, and what's the first thing we think of? Man, I probably could have done that a little better. Uh-huh. We're, we're not even thinking about Joe over here. We're yeah. thinking about how we slacked, exactly. how we could have got better, how we, we could have done exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, that's yeah. what's interesting. It's like if that's something that's holding somebody back, like mm-hmm. that's that's the worst excuse you could give yourself, and yeah. you need to separate your weaker self from your actual self. Mm-hmm. And your actual self is the the one that wants to go do the thing you're nervous about. Who wants to go start the business? Who wants to go join the gym or the CrossFit gym or lose weight? It's like all, and then it's like your voice. You say like, oh well, like. Am I worth it? Or my, my, my spouse or my friend group are going to make fun of me. Like fit shaming is way more popular mm-hmm. than, than, than the opposite, than fat yeah. shaming. In my experience, it's always like, put a shirt on. Can you eat that on your diet? It's always these little like, yeah. one-liners. It's like, like, yeah, I can. Like, oh, dude, I'd love I, to I show remember, you. I had friends that like anytime we go out to eat, I'm like, okay, yeah. well, why don't we go here? Because it's got some options that I can actually eat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, one, one of my friends in particular always gives me shit for that. It's yeah. like, dude, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do better with my life. Why why is that not okay? And why aren't you, you know, like 
I'm not I'm not over here saying, oh, you shouldn't be eating that Big right. Mac. Never. Or, you, you know, why are you over here eating these fried chicken wings? Yep. No, it's like I look at it and I want to throw up in my mouth because I realize what that does to your body. Sure. But, you know, I'm over here making the healthy choices, yet I'm the asshole because I want to I want to eat well. Yeah. I don't want to go someplace that's going to make me feel like shit. And that's what's, that's what's so crazy is I think there's there's so many phases of all of that. There is, you can, you, you can, I mean, we had pizza the other night, like, Last night at camping, where there's a pizza joint around the corner, we ordered pizza. I smashed pizza shamelessly. Yeah. And it's like there, there's a lifestyle, there's a, a balance, there's a routine, there's a structure to it. It's like, but we didn't keep it going. Here's here's what's different. It's like we didn't, that, the pizza was Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and we came home Thursday. It's like, came home Thursday, cooked some protein, got right back on the meal plan. Didn't wait till Monday. Yeah. It's like we just said, okay, cool. Normally, we do pizza nights Fridays. Well, today, we're going to do it on Wednesday, mm-hmm. whatever. Cool. And uh, adapt. And there's so many like healthy alternatives too. And I think a lot of people get they think of dieting and they think of all these things and it's like these old like 90s terminology. And I'm so anti diet. It's disgusting. Like, don't want any part of salads. I don't want any part of your uh, uh, being hangry and like irritable. Like, no, no, no. If that's you don't have if to, that's what you don't you're doing, like, no, yeah. like, you shouldn't do that because right. that's not sustainable. That is short term diet. Like, it's like I want to teach you how to do a lifestyle. <clears throat> yeah, it's how a to lifestyle shift. It's and not keep results. It's it's eating a good diet. Yeah. It's not dieting, right? Yeah. Like I had somebody tell yeah. me that the other day. Eating well, I've done diet. the dieting and you know, it lasted for, lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, well, that's your problem. You lost too much weight. Yep. Right. Like you're, you're six, two, you should yeah. not be 165 pounds. Yeah. It's time to, time to eat the, just change the lifestyle, change, mm-hmm. change what you're eating. You know, yep. like when I go out to eat, I'm ordering chicken or rice, yep. you know, but it's, it's prepared better. Or, you know, maybe, maybe I am having a big burger, mm-hmm. you know, it depends yep. on the day. Mm-hmm. If it's a Friday, right. we're going out to eat with friends, maybe having a couple of drinks, hanging mm-hmm. out. Hell yeah, I'm sure. ordering a big ass yep. bacon cheeseburger. Right. Give me that. Slap some peanut butter yeah. on that thing. I over easy egg. Oh, we're talking yep. now, you know. But day to day, I eat well, and usually I'm probably in a slight caloric deficit. Yep. So that when I when I do want to do that, yep. it's actually good for my body. It's right. a refeed. Right. Right. It, it gives me totally. a little more energy. The next day's workout, crush yeah. that. You know. So uh, yeah, no, it's it's just a lifestyle shift. It's it's eating. It's changing what you how you view food. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I'm eating for pleasure. It's, mm-hmm. I'm eating for fuel. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to eat shit for fuel. You know, I'm not going to get in a Big Mac if I want to perform well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, you know, all the, like CrossFit, for example, it's mm-hmm. great because you want to perform better because mm-hmm. it is competitive. And you want to beat the guy, next guy next mm-hmm. to you. And the sad thing is, here comes the humbling part, guys. You meet somebody like Rich Froning and you realize you'll never be that good at CrossFit. Never. But. You're going to try to get better to be at least the guys in your gym. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's what's interesting is like people, I've, I've come to find that usually most people eat about the same 10 foods. Mm-hmm. Like if you go look at your diet yeah, right now, you probably eat about 10 different foods. Mm-hmm. So if like I eat this kind of beef or I eat chicken and I eat turkey and yep. I eat it, right? And it's like it's really that simple. It's like just take the 10 you're eating currently and just swap them out for 10 that are a little bit healthy. I'm not saying you need to go stop everything you're doing and do a cold hard shift. No, no, no. no. Like let's just make a, a, a shift, a little small right mm-hmm. turn, a little pivot and cut out the, the, the drive through at breakfast and just make a couple eggs at home. Start mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like, let's keep it easy. Yeah. And then that builds the habits and the disciplines and the lifestyle. It's like, dang, I'm feeling pretty good. Like mm-hmm. this isn't theory. This is my story. Yeah. 10 years, 12 years ago, right? It's like, I was like, I was feeling like junk. Yeah. It's like, what am I doing? I'm drinking all the time, I'm eating fast food all the time, I'm eating break room food all the time. It's like, oh, like, well, maybe if I just stopped drinking, boom, huge shift. Maybe if I stopped the donuts, huge shift. It's like, okay, now I've got energy. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to work out. Oh. Now we're starting to work out. It's like, oh, like, look at this little muscle here. Where did that guy come from? Now I'm going to start fueling that thing. Isn't it interesting, too, how when you, <clears throat> when you fuel the body appropriately, 
the body wants to do more. It wants mm-hmm. to, pre- yeah. you know, it wants to be, um, yeah, you know, reproductive. Mm-hmm. It wants to productive reproductive both yeah it all of the above you know <laughs> right, like that's sure. the thing is like it's amazing how the body shuts down when you treat when you treat yeah. it like shit like you 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 eat like a fat ass yeah. your body doesn't want to reproduce it, or produce you yep. know like yeah you you're you're going to be less attractive yep. you're going to be your your endorphins are off mm-hmm. or, or not endor- well i mean those too but yeah. your your uh your pheromones are off your right. um you, you may have hormonal issues you mm-hmm. may which may lead to reproductive totally. issues and and then but when you dial all that back in no matter how old you are every, all of that changes mm-hmm. and then the body wants to do more mm-hmm. you know and it can do more it wants to be productive and also reproductive mm-hmm. and it wants that the hormone levels increase your yeah. energy levels increase it, it it's it, it's just a domino effect you yeah. start one place you know uh my brother was telling me this the other day he would just wanted to get more discipline he started in the gym mm-hmm. and then that led to nutrition because he wanted to just be more disciplined yeah. feel better recover better have a little more energy right and then that led to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and it yeah. just it just keeps going yeah it's a waterfall mm-hmm. it's like don't just change your whole life overnight over yeah. in a second you know some <clears throat> crazies that works but most of the time that's going to lead to what you know the story ah, i did it for a couple months mm-hmm. I died. It's like, no 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 you need a sustainable yeah. shift yeah yeah so what do you, where do you think men or what do men lack the most today community brotherhood mm-hmm. a place of belonging uh they need i think men inherently need to prove themselves i think mm-hmm. that's one of the foundational things that we've gotten so far away from we chatted about it earlier it's just like men need to be in a space to where they can be a worthy member of a tribe yeah and how that was done, whatever, hundreds of thousands of years ago was like hunting mm-hmm. and fighting and providing right, and, and services. And it's like, yeah, rights of pat, 100%. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of these things. Well, we don't have to do any of those anymore. Mm-hmm. You can go sit in your cubicle, look at your blue screen all freaking day and go home. And you can eat ho-hos and, and that's life. To Not most. to mention, how, how does that, how do those habits get built? Because most of those people, no offense, Brayden, go to college. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's he's back here doing this. <laughs> he gets it. No, they go to college, and what did what did they taught in college? Yeah. Party hard, drink yeah. hard, sleep with whoever, you know. Maybe go to class. Yeah. No direction. Oh well, maybe I'll just do this because I got to get a degree in something. Mm-hmm. And then they go a hundred thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. and then they come out and they need to take that Forced. nine to five job yeah. because they got that debt to pay yep. off. It's, it's a, a trap. It's a, hard, it's yeah. a fucking trap. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you get away from that. I'm not saying college is bad, guys. I'm, yeah, you know, like there, it does serve a purpose, right? But but the- what's interesting is the generation that brought us up. That was like because so their parents, right? Their parents, our grandparents. I mean, my grandpa was born right before the Great Depression, mm-hmm. so it's like there. So our grandparents, yeah, were talking Standing to my parents mm-hmm. about you got to get to college. It's unbelievable. It's the mm-hmm. land of opportunity. This is where your life can get changed. Yeah. You'll provide for your family. And then it got so corporatized and profitable and it became mm-hmm. its own business model inside of the United States, which is insane. Well, itself. not to mention our school system was designed off the Prussian yeah, education that's a, system. That's a rabbit hole we can go down. fucking story, man. That, <laughs> whoo, uh, yep. Looking forward to having Matt Pedro on. He'll, yeah, he'll dive into that, I'm sure, so, a little bit yeah. more. That'll be yeah. good. Well, and, and, you know, it's something that Kyle and I are, are a part of now yeah. is, you know, is the this Apogee program. Yeah. All right. And, and Apogee, what, Matt's coming on soon. If you want to hear his podcast with Nick Bear, it's also a great yeah. one. Um, shout out to both of you guys. Um, it, it discusses education system and how, I mean, it, the whole thing needs to be revamped because yeah. it's not it's not doing good things. It, all it does is teach you how to be a cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. And again, not to say being a doctor, being a lawyer, totally. there, it does serve a purpose for certain career fields. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what you want to do with your life, 
go serve. Yeah. Go in the military. Go join Greenpeace. Go travel. Go do something. But going back to everything else, when men don't know what to do, just do something. Yeah. Just do something. Take action. Do yeah. something. Right? 100%. Yeah. So if men lack community and, and you know, rites of passage and, and all that, how do you inspire men to get out of their comfort zone and do hard things? It's freaking hard. Still trying to crack that egg, right? Yeah. Myself of, of figuring that out. It's like it's, it's a is through showing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like you show them what they can have, and I've been in this interesting journey of like you've got a lot of a lot of people that are very successful that mm-hmm. will just kind of straight up just yell at you and tell you that you're a piece of shit and you need to get better, and that works really great. Now, it, it, is, a, it is a language that works yeah. for me. I love that language. Yes, yeah, right. that's Same. my love language. Cuss Mo- me out, tell me I'm a piece of shit. Right, right. Thank you, Jesse Pimentel, for. Uh, <laughs> The years of when I was 25. Anyway, you get to meet him this weekend. I'm so freaking stoked. By the time this airs, it'll, 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 I'll oh, come man. back and let you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like so. There's that, and then there's there's Matt, for example, who is very much not that. He's very mm-hmm. soft spoken, but he's very matter of fact. But mm-hmm. he's very respectful. He's very honorable. He's, yeah. he's very yeah, and it's like that's that also speaks very well to me. So it's yeah. like I'm just trying to figure out coming from Sergeant Ingle who was just like, no, like, listen, here's what you're going to freaking do. You're going to do it right now. You shouldn't question it because look at you. You're freaking disgusting slob. Like, listen, right? It's like you're going from that perspective to like, yeah. hey, man. And you just talk to him as a respectable person and a respectable man. Yeah. Is that, that's it's a huge thing a lot of people don't realize. And once I clicked for me, it's like, like guys just want to be respected. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, unfortunately, that can they find respect through things that don't inherently necessarily like need to earn it through like yeah. not trivial belt, trivial things drink, right? like, like fantasy football and just like all these things and it's like oh, fuck, don't even get me started on fantasy football man <laughs> who anyways I've never done any of that, <laughs> that right so it's just like it's like or you can come into a, a gym and you can be welcomed with open mm-hmm. arms despite what you think and you can be cheered on yeah face-to-face and, interaction with people and you can ha- right and like all of a sudden like you've got some friends and all of a sudden you're coming to the the gym's cookout and then you're showing up to this and it's just like look you don't have to be the best you don't yeah. have to be anything amazing but if you can get a little bit better every single day mm-hmm. for yourself then you're going to show up better for your family you're going to show up better for your wife you're going to show up better for your yeah. kids you're going to show up better at work and you're making a little bit more money because you're showing mm-hmm. up better at work bob's showing up at 655 every morning he's not showing up at 705 anymore what's going mm-hmm. on with bob you got a little pep his step nobody else does yeah who are they noticing when it comes time for promotions and raises all because you started a workout started dialing in nutrition now you're making more money now you're taking a little bit more vacations i got more time like it's just it it just literally compounds over time into a designed life you don't have to go be an entrepreneur like we are Mm -hmm. that's great go do whatever you want to do but why not do it to the best of your uh, ability instead of being uh, a liability for your company Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things when we came into to our company it's like how can i be the greatest asset for like my manager my my spot my person in charge of me like how can i be the greatest asset to them and provide them the most value because i know by doing so i'm going to rise Mm -hmm. because rising tides raise all ships it's like if i can help him win and grow I'm going to be right along with him mm-hmm. by his side. He's going to take me right along with him. And that's how it went. Yeah. A lot of extra hours, a lot of extra work, a lot of self-development. You don't get yeah. paid for reading books and listening to podcasts and growing your capacity and anything like that. But it's like, it, you know, it's funny that you don't get paid for it, but you do. Yeah, 100%. Right. Exactly. Because like, whether, whether your lifestyle changes, your mindset mm-hmm. changes, your, I mean, your finances will change the more you read, yeah. the more you develop yourself. You know, like, you know, right now in Apogee, what we got two books a month mm-hmm. to read or something like yeah. that. And 
I mean, you it, that 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 pours into your life. Don't stop educating yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people. The last book they read is in college. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I didn't start reading until I got you know into my like mid twenties. Right. You know, but now. I continue seeking that out. I want more. I want I want to I want to just get better at life, and I want to go out there and, and, and live life to its fullest. And, and you can get paid financially, mm-hmm. right? Especially as an entrepreneur, that's the be- that is the benefit. Okay. Uh, entrepreneur, you get paid financially for Eventually. for learning more things <laughs> and being able to apply them, right? But also, like like let's just detract. Like let's get out of the entrepreneur world. Just look at average Joe who, mm-hmm. who's working as an accountant or whatever, and it's just like, well, if you go learn some things. You can now teach your kids these things. Mm-hmm. Going all circling all the way back to the beginning of the podcast, it's like oh, that's so overlooked. Is the greatest gift you can give your kids is your ability to continue to learn yeah. and then teach them. If you and I learn something in our thirties, it's like dang, like that's really great, right? Because kids don't lack capacity; mm-hmm. they lack a teacher. So then we can go teach our kids that at nine, at seven, mm-hmm. at twelve. It took me thirty-three years to mm-hmm. learn that, and now my kid knows it at twelve. What's that projection putting him on? And it's not just like I teach him, like, okay, here's how you open this this can. Right. It's like, here's how, here's why. You see these ledges here. This is what is perforated. Mm-hmm. You teach them the why behind it, yeah. and then they get it versus just like, I don't know, dad did this like thing, and they've got the, the, the it twisted the wrong way, right? Because <laughs> they don't know. It's like you teach them all right. of the intricacies inside of this, and you take a little extra time to teach them how to cook the food. Mm-hmm. When they ask for it, you, know, you show them that stuff, and then you, you do it once, and it's done. Yeah. You don't, I don't ever have to teach little Johnny how to open up uh, a Jocko Go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they absorb fast. hundred percent. Like, the amount you can learn at that age, like that's the other thing is, you know, I didn't, I didn't have anybody teaching me that stuff when yeah. I was young, you know. And I'm like, I want, I want to teach my son these mm-hmm. things. I want to teach my daughter these things because if they're learning it now, as you said, like it sets them so much further ahead because they also are able to absorb so much more. Now, have you tried learning something in your 30s? How yeah. much longer does it take at this yeah. age to to learn? And not mm-hmm. old, but totally. like, how much longer does it take to learn something? Mm-hmm. I, I can read something 10 times and still yeah. not remember it sometimes, you know, and it's now if it applies, different story. But like, you know, at that age, it's like you absorb yeah. everything in you're wi- and you're willing to do things that are un- more uncomfortable at that uh-huh. age, too. And, and as yeah, as you age, it is harder to do uncomfortable things, right? Because you do develop comfort and you do develop complacency and you got to got to fight that, you know, mm-hmm. um, being content is not bad, but being complacent mm-hmm. and comfortable is. You know, if, if you're if you're not in pain in some way, shape, or form, you, uh, you probably should find some. Yeah. You know. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's getting hot in here, isn't it? I'm good. You're sweating. No. I'm not. <laughs> Crank the pan up a little bit. I, I was I was sweating uh, at the beginning, and now I've like yeah. cooled off, and now you're over I'm here. I'm like sweating. Think, I'm thinking about sweating. Oh yeah, it's, you, it's can't, like just you can't. Self fulfilling yeah, prophecy. It, so it, part of the design process to this uh, to this you know podcast studio was it's it's mental fortitude uh, you know so we're just we're just mentally grinding people down in here with with heat now they're just locked in and focused still no fact yeah <laughs> let's run it let's go well kyle th- this has been a great conversation uh, we'll definitely do this again uh but where can people find you learn you know more about what you do all that yeah instagram number one spot for sure insta uh, insta you cannot have a little like button you push insta <laughs> No, uh, Instagram, it's a uh, super simple name. It's mm-hmm. I-T-S dot Manimal, M-A-N-I-M-A-L. Uh, What's your wife's, too? Because I, love, I yeah. love her. You like Your guys' Instagram handles together are awesome. Yeah, hers is I am a warrior. Her. W-A-R-I-H-E-R, oh, warrior. That's funny. Those are earned names. The yeah. Manimal, it's an earned name. We can share it on the next podcast or something, but Ooh, yeah, it, was, okay. it was a good time. I, I want to hear about that story next Two different time. continents earned that name. Well, you know, just share the story now. We got time. <laughs> Let's just go. Yeah, so the first time was in Korea. Um when I was 19 years old, we were going on what's called a spur ride. And the, and the oh. scouts, you 
cavalry scouts back in the day rode horses. We obviously don't ride horses anymore. <clears throat> we ride, they still call it a spur ride. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yep. So, so we went on what's called a spur ride, which is just. Um, it's just a haze event, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's just for an extended period of time. You don't know when it's going to last, when it's going to end, anything like that. What's going to happen during this duration? You just start. You get signed up, and you start. And all of the like non-commissioned officers, all of the guys that outrank you, that have their spurs, then lead that spur ride. Okay. And it's just it's just a haze, rites of passage, gritty, nasty, no sleep. You're walking forever. You're carrying a bunch of weight. You're rolling through the mud, crawling through the mud. You're providing. Uh, triage and casualty treatment on, on simulations and people are yelling at you the whole time and all of this amazing stuff that we love right mm-hmm. and for duration of period um, so that's the first time I was in uh, in Korea during a spur ride we had these two jerry cans like big five gallon jugs of water that go on the back of jeeps or whatever full of water everybody had one in our platoon plus your rucksack and we had one guy that was not able to carry it we had to go up this what's called Kamo Hill in Korea it's just a winding loop up okay. to the top of this hill and there's a communications tower up there it's the highest point in the area we had to walk up Kamo hill walk back down and then the end line they told us like then you're, you're done you walk to the barracks right over here and then that's going to be the end of the spur ride and they're like, okay cool and briner was falling out and he wasn't going to last he's a skinny little dude and we're carrying a lot of weight for an extended period of time we're all yeah. soaking wet covered in mud it's rainy monsoon season in korea and uh briner's like, you can see it in his face like dude ain't gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> and one of the one of the NCOs came over and said, "Hey, like, just so you guys know, because there's several platoons that do this, right? It's not okay. just like one big group of people that you're broken up into 20 man groups or whatever. You guys are the only ones without anybody that's that nobody's fallen out yet, nobody's quit. And we're just like, shit, we're on the last event. And so it's like, okay, leadership pops in. It's just like, okay, you take his ruck. Uh, I took the jerry cans and walked him up the hill. And then two dudes, one under each each Briner's on each of their arms like this, carried his ass up Camo Hill." And I'm up front with these five-gallon jugs, and our first sergeant's like, Ingle, bet you can't make it to the top without dropping them things. And I mean, mean, five gallons of water is fucking heavy. What what is it per pound? Or per, uh, isn't it like 10 pounds a gallon? I don't even know. It was too much. But it was like challenge, (laughs) right? Challenge accepted. Uh Like, roger that. And so got up to the top, dropped them down. Briner gets up there getting carried. And then we didn't have to carry the water jugs back, which is great. Thank God. So drop those. Right. I threw his ruck on the front of me. I had my ruck on the back. They're carrying him, his rifle, all the stuff. So we get to the finish line, and someone's like, Ingle, you're a fucking manimal. And so then it was like the, the murmurings of it. And like they got like memes and stuff that uh-huh. made, they made it uh, different memes. You know, oh, whatever. that's great. So that was the first time. Then I get earned it again in uh, in Colorado. I don't even remember what I was doing in Fort Carson. Did something stupid. I'm always oh, you, the, were, you were located in Fort Carson. Yeah. Oh, that's where we're going next week. Yeah. Well, I'm good. not. Jesse is. But yeah, yeah he's got to do an in vets thing out at Fort Carson, which yeah. is the reason we're going out to Higa Mountain next next week. Colorado's awesome. yeah. amazing. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was the the, the tale of Manimal. So it's like, what are you? Uh, yeah, Korea and North America. So what is it? Asia. Eighty. Like I graduated eighty four out of one twenty seven. I don't know what continent that was. Yeah. Yeah bottom of the barrel <laughs> over there and <laughs> oh that's great that's great so it's manimal and then website anything no just no, instagram just the Insta. spot yep sliding yeah. on the dms that's where that's what dudes do man it's like there i can do a call to action on a post yeah. hey drop a comment drop an emoji if you're ready to get in the best shape of your life mm-hmm. nothing but yeah. my dms are dink hey man pride it's ego yeah. it's fine i uh-huh. know what to expect yeah so that's why i say just like look i'm not gonna do anything just hit me in the dm slide into yeah, my DMs, make it easy bro. let's work this thing out and get you get you jacked <laughs> love it man love it well we'll uh we'll do this again keep it up keep up the good work love it and uh i'll see you uh well tomorrow but monday morning too it sounds like game on the game on all right cool man appreciate you being on yes sir